Hey everybody, Stephen here. Hope you're going super well. In today's episode, I want to talk about reframing words. One of the big challenges around dyslexia is that we have very different definitions for things than other people may. And it could also be holding us back with our belief systems, our habits, and how we approach things in the world. And if you can change these definitions, you can change your life. So let's dive into this. Okay, so let's dive into this episode. Now, you know, majority of these episodes are things that have affected me and how I've learnt on my journey or experience of life. Um, and there are things I kind of want to remember and I want to talk about because I know getting stuff out of my head helps me remember it. And I know if it's important to me, it's probably going to add some value to your life as well. Now, one of the big challenges with dyslexia, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, is that our definitions of words are not always correct. A lot of them come from a certain experience in our life um, or a visual picture that we relate to a two-dimensional word. You know, it's just the way we see things. And, and one of the examples I use a lot is around authority. You know, authority to me in the old days meant like I could see police sirens and police officers. You know, that's what authority meant to me. So when people started talking to me about authority, even though I probably wasn't overly conscious of it, that was what was running through my head. Now, the challenge is, is when, when certain words have different meanings, um, this is when you can be in a meeting and someone's talking away and talking away using long words and different words, and nothing really sinks in because every time they're saying something, even though you don't recognize it, the wrong picture is appearing for that word or that phrase. And what then happens is your mind goes, I have no clue what they're talking about and runs off in a different direction and you go off into a tangent uh, and it spirals, right? And you're probably sitting there going, that makes a bit of sense, right? That makes a little bit of sense. That's why things don't always sink in. It's also why when, you know, what does absorb well is stories because stories create a new picture or a new visual representation. Um, they're not abstract, you know, like there are so many words, you know, authority is the one that comes to, to mind, permission, um, execution, you know, execution is a great word. We use it a lot in marketing. You've got to execute. But for many people, the visual picture, if I say execution, what comes to mind? You know, someone's head being chopped off in the, in the, in the 1800s, right? Or something even older than that. And so like there's a lot of phrases that have very different visual meanings. It's the killer thing about the English language, especially. I don't know about other languages, but it may be similar. But there are so many different representations of words. You can see how the dyslexic mind um, gets confused. And the mind and our minds have to put so much energy sometimes into stringing sentences together. It becomes really tiring. We get a headache and we go a bit a bit crazy sometimes. But what I wanted to talk about today, and you know, that can be a whole nother topic, <laughs> but um, and what I want to talk about today that kind of I've been thinking about that I really enjoyed is I, I looked at, I was listening to a podcast the other day about money because money is something that a lot of us have challenges with. We don't know, we don't want to work all our lives for money and, you know, money, money to us is just, you know, pictures of dollar symbols and coins, right? It doesn't always have a huge amount of meaning behind it. Um, and, and we have all these different, uh, you know, poor memories of it. 
you know, I always remember when I think of money, what really comes to mind for me is my parents fighting, you know, so we, I have a real clear picture of that in my head. And I've spent a long time working through those pictures and trying to reframe those pictures. So I put new pictures in and change the, change what I, how I see them. So changing the frame around them. So one of the things that really got to me in this podcast I was listening to, oh, sorry, Audible book, it's more, more realistic is what it was, <laughs> um, was he said, money is just a barter system. So people don't have to carry chickens around in their wallet. Now, can you imagine, I thought that was a great picture explanation. You know, money is just, you know, imagine people walking around in the old days with these giant, huge wallets full of chickens. You know, I know this is quite a, <laughs> quite a clear visual here for everyone. Um, and, you know, just going, oh, like, I really, I need someone to uh, clean my windows at the house. Here's three chickens and then whipping out three chickens and handing them to someone who then walks over and starts washing windows. How clear is that? You know, when you ref like, and it, for me, that was quite a reframe on money is that, you know, hey, all it, all it was created for was to make it easier to trade and to do things. So you didn't have to trade a cow, a goat, and, you know, three ears of corn in exchange for something. You know, that was the, that was the basic thing behind it. It was created as a tool, like a hammer to help uh, negotiate. And what this um, guy said is really interesting, is that if you start to think of some of the phrases that run through your head, where it's like, like money doesn't grow on trees. And it's interesting when, you know, funny as I say that, the picture that comes to mind is money growing on trees, right? Who would have thought? It's like here, you know, if you hear the word, if you hear the phrase pink elephant, don't, don't think about a pink elephant. All you think about is a pink elephant, eh? Um, but what he said is that, what he basically said is if you can think of some of these um, these beliefs you have and start swapping out that core word that you have challenges with. So if money is something that, again, we have a lot of different pictures, a lot of different emotions, a lot of different feelings. But if you think of money as a tool, like a hammer, use the word hammer instead of money. You know, hammers don't grow on trees. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, don't, wa don't waste all your hammers. You know, you need to save your hammers. You know, it starts to change the conversation in your head and starts to alter the pictures you've got that may be negatively associated. And, you know, I'm just trying it out at the moment in different different times where I see these different emotions and feelings come up, um, the different intuitions in my body. I'm just trying to go, hey, what is what am I thinking about? Or how can I change the picture if I hear a certain phrase that causes an emotional reaction? And, you know, it's like, you know, I thought execution is a great example. Like I hear that word all day long. I don't even take notice of it. Um, but changing the execution image from someone from someone's head being chopped off, which is a definition in itself, but to, to seeing someone holding a giant blueprint or a plan looking at it and then running off like the Tasmanian devil and building and creating exactly what's on that plan. So it looks exactly the same. You know, that, that visual for execution for me is so much more valuable. 
if that comes up in my mind every time I think of the word execution, it's much more likely that that is <laughs> what someone's using rather than someone's head being chopped off. Let's let's be honest. It's not. It doesn't happen too often these days. I hope, at least in the Western world. Um, so it's so the thing to think about is where can you see phrases that bring up different um, images. So what I'd suggest is if you start hearing, and I say long words, but long words that are not physical. This is what you want to start to become conscious of. The phrases um, like ambition. If I say the word ambition to you, take a second. What what picture comes to mind? For a lot of you, maybe no picture comes to mind. Maybe there isn't even an example of it in your mind. For me, ambition is actually a guy who's sitting there laughing, throwing money in the air quite evilly. You know, there's like a negative connotation, a negative visual with ambition, which is interesting. And it's funny, I, I, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, I was having a chat with Holly and I said, I don't think I'm very ambitious. And when I looked back, that was the picture that was framing in my mind every time I thought of ambition. And Holly turned around to me and said, I think you're ambitious. I think you're you're always growing. You're always trying to get better. You're always trying to help more people. You know, you've you know, you don't always get it right, but you do your best and you're, you're growing. You don't stop. You don't stop still. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, maybe ambition for me is, you know, it's jumping. It's me jumping from one step to the next where there's like a little gap and then taking a breath and then looking up and seeing there's another step, taking a moment, then jumping again. And that should that is my definition of ambition. And and I can imagine and feel this person who feels so happy. And I look up and there's always going to be another stair. There's always going to be another stair to growth. So that that is ambition. So you think, how valuable would it be to spend five, ten minutes just installing a new visual um, representation of some of these big words? Yeah, how powerful could that be? Well, I'm actually working on it through the through my coaching course that I'm putting together at the moment because I thought it's so exciting. And I'm pretty I'm pretty terrible at this coaching course thing because I kind of give away a lot of the value on the podcast. <laughs> so the people who work with me just want the hands-on, more direct, you know, variations for themselves to help them move quicker. But you know, I, I want to help as many people as possible. That is my ambition. That's me jumping from step to step is, can I help a few more people today? Can I help them? You know, can I feel great about giving more in this world than I take? And so that, you know, that reframe of ambition um, is really important. And to be honest, I'm I'm really just thinking back because that was the image I did. So it's starting to install in my head that new image is, you know, is changing. And another tip when you're trying to change the visual picture you associate with something, be it a word or something else in your life, try and make it real intense. Make it real crazy. So And make it really realistic. So when I think about me standing there, I think about the best version of myself. And I think about... You know, I, you know, as I, as I say this, I can see it. I've got my eyes closed while I'm doing this part of the podcast because it's important. I see, I see a blue sky behind us. The stairs are kind of wooden. You know, it's kind of a dark wood that's kind of like freckly. Kind of like, um, yeah, it's very specific. 
and these stairs are kind of floating in the sky. It's like a floating staircase, and I jump from one to the next, and not in a rush, not in a rush. I'm not doing it at a crazy speed, but I'm always looking at that next step. I don't want to go backwards. I only want to go forwards. That is ambition. And I can see the word in 3D, you know, jumping out from behind this. So it's kind of like the word is involved in this visualization. Awesome. That was quite cool. I love doing that. I love doing these podcasts because it gets me to actually think back about these tools because I'm, I'm like many of us. We'll use them a few times. They'll sit there and then at the right time, they'll come back and you'll use them. Um, as kind of a reactive tool, not or not always proactive. I don't proactively do this. I reactively do this when I'm conscious that a word has the wrong representation. And I let the experience of my life dictate which words I'm going to change. So I hope that makes sense. Has that, um, does that make sense for you? You know, it might really be, um, you might go, wow, that that does, whew, I need to listen to that one again, because it's it's quite a deep one around words and the visual association because our brains are so quick that it's just the way it happens and and the last thing i'll probably say on here is i do get some pushback when i say oh you're dyslexic you must be a picture thinker and the person comes back goes i don't think in pictures two things to note when i say picture thinkers what i mean is you use visual movies and stories um, in your head rather than flat words. Picture's probably a terrible word. It's more visual movies. The second thing to realize is that when you're a visual thinker, very, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, you do not see the visual thoughts in your head. They're too quick. They're happening. Um, and if you're really focused on something, you can see them. You can deliberately direct them once you've learned how to do that. But if you don't see them, don't think, I'm not a visual thinker, this doesn't apply to me. It does, they're just moving so quick, and you've become so unconscious to them, because they are so fast, you don't see them. Um, so it's really important to note. So thank you everybody so much for listening today, hope you're having an epic day. Thanks for the people who are sharing the podcast, I'm getting lots of great messages. And if I can ever help and you want to move quicker in your life, visit the truthaboutdyslexia.com. I've just loaded my coaching page onto there. So if you'd like a free session over the next month or so before Christmas, I've got five available on there in my diary. Uh, so jump on there and I would love to talk to you. Have an epic rest of your day.